Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, presented to you by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined by fantasy enthusiasts Steve Turner and Don Brock. Gentlemen, how are we? CK, I'm good. Uh, another week of fantasy coming up. Two rounds done. Um, causing a lot of headaches, fantasy, at the moment <laughs> for my team. What about yourself, Dom? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, scoring the high 700s. No 800s yet, but uh, hopefully they're just around the corner. We'll tear straight into it because we're starting with a blockbuster on Thursday night at Amy Park down in Melbourne. The Storm beat the Cowboys. Both last start losers. I don't think anyone was expecting that coming into this one. Um, Storm in particular, I think, would be unhappy with the way they played last week. But uh, in both cases, it took a pretty good performance from the Tigers and Broncos, respectively, uh, to down these two clubs. We'll start with Melbourne. Um, Brody Croft causing a few headaches with a couple of low 20 scores. Jesse Bromwich, um, I'm starting to think, maybe done as a uh, <laughs> anything resembling a, a fantasy keeper. Um, overall, they're unchanged. Felice Cafusi still sidelined with a hamstring strain. What do we make of the storm? Yeah, Croft is a bit of a worry at the moment. He's a really popular fantasy buyer this year. He's lost about $50,000 on his starting value already. You know, Most of us were expecting him to make money, not lose money. His break-even's in the low 50s this week, so... You know, he could hit that. He's done that before. But, uh, yeah, he really needs a big attacking game to um, get those scores that we're hoping for. He's, he's made a lot of missed tackles. I think 11 over the first two rounds, a few errors in both games, no assists yet. So he needs to uh, improve. The, the Storm, as you said, were pretty ordinary all round last week. Yeah, I think obviously with Brodie Croft, you know, everyone saw the scores that he got um, towards the back end of last season and yep. um, everyone thinking um, he was going to start like that. He, he was... Um, tremendous in the uh, World Club Challenge game against the yep. Leeds mm-hmm. side where the Storm were very dominant in that game. But as you said, CK, he hasn't certainly lived up to those standards in the opening couple of weeks. Jesse Bromwich, um, another one. He's in my team as well. I'm, I'm like you at the moment. Do I keep him? Do I persist with him for another week or two? Do I sell him? So, yeah, and I think we touched on in the preseason, you know, you speak about some of the best sides. You look at the Melbourne Storm mm. and not necessarily been a side apart from Cameron Smith who have really done well in fantasy. You look at their wingers score tries for fun, you know, not really high scorers in fantasy. And obviously, you know, we're talking about the top five fullbacks that were traded. Billy Slater wasn't one of those selected. So um, they may perform well on the field, but um, when it relates to fantasy, not so well. So, yeah, look, um, for me, Bromwich, I may hold for another week or two, but as you say, CK, mm. may look to offload him for someone else. Yeah, he's on the chopping block for me. Let's have a look at the Cowboys. Michael Morgan back in the half. Still no Lachlan Coote at fullback with uh, with Ben Hampton getting the job there. Um, Tamalolo was a little bit off the boil yep. last week. What are we thinking? Uh, Thurston obviously back with a bang. Yeah, I think Thurston's probably the more interesting one this week. Tamalolo is a hold. He was amazing last year. He should be, if you've got him already... Uh, he's a hold. I don't think he'll be as good as last year, as we've said previously, but no need to sell him just yet. Um, Thurston, some people are looking to buy this year because he just scored 70 against the Broncos in a losing side. He has made five try assists in two games, which is you know, as good as it gets. He's mm. top of the league. Um, he'll probably top the try assists in the league again this year, but he kind of needs that too, those, that many try assists to score this well. So, you know, first round he had two try assists and still only scored 32. He hasn't played alongside Michael Morgan yet, who is back this week, as you said. So we don't really know yet any more now than we did at the start of the season. I don't think about Thurston, whether he'll start going backwards fantasy-wise when Morgan's in the team, whether Morgan starts taking on most of those or more of those attacking, you know, playmaking roles. I was loving JT last week. I touched on in our review show at the start of the week, CK on NRL.com. You know, Jack, uh, Jonathan Thurston, 31 carries for 155 oh, metres for a halfback. Mm. Enormous. So, yeah, you know, that's where he obviously got a lot of his points from. Uh, as you say, Dom, 
uh, tries. But yeah, Tamalolo, we touched on in the um, before a ball was even kicked. You know, with the with the return of Matt Scott, Jordan McLean coming uh, to the Cowboys, will this impact uh, Tamalolo's um, points in fantasy? And as you say, CK thirty eight quite a relatively quiet game for Tamalolo. And yeah, Morgan a huge in, a huge return for the Cowboys. And yeah, will he steal points from? Um, Jonathan Thurston, but for me, I was loving JT last weekend. Yeah, I think a lot of us were. <laughs> um, let's head to the uh, the early Friday game. The Dogs up against the Panthers, Battle of the West. Um, Dogs, they've rung the changes. We've got a cheapie in the halves in the shape of Jeremy Marshall King, Matt Frawley, uh, back to reserve grade for now. Um, Jeremy Marshall King, I guess, is the uh, the headline act there. Zap, you, you probably know him from the Dogs. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, look, I think uh, it's great to see a kid being rewarded with an opportunity. He's, he's played the last two games from the bench, and as you say, CK, this week he gets an opportunity to start in the halves alongside Kieran Foran. And, but what we've seen from the Dogs in the opening couple of rounds, you know, Michael Alicia hasn't played the full 80 minutes. He's been playing about you know, 63, 64, 65 minutes and bringing on Marshall King to replay, replace Alicia. And obviously this week they've got Fermanu Brown on the bench, um, yeah, will he come on to replace Michael Alicia or yeah, will he play in the halves? He, sh- he shared that role in the Intrust Super Premiership side for the Bulldogs. So, um, yeah, look, he's, it's, you know, he's obviously a cash cow at the moment, 226. So he's not, he's, you know, a great pickup, but is he going to be there long term? Are they going to rotate the halves? Will we see, you know, if he's form slumps, will we see Matt Frawley back into the frame? So, um, yeah, look, he's certainly someone that can earn you some cash and, you know, if he can, yeah, his points are obviously going to go up because he's playing more minutes. But, um, yeah, a, a good story for a good kid being rewarded with an opportunity. Yeah, it's really a wait and see for him at the moment. You'd think if he plays the house down and they beat the Panthers this week, then you'd expect him to stay in the side for a, a while. But, you know, who knows? As you said, Frawley could come back in if he struggles. Um, yeah, it's a wait and see there. Alicia, uh, you mentioned, yeah, he's, he hasn't really improved on last year yet. His minutes have, have dropped a bit, if anything, or he's not playing the full 80 minutes. Attack-wise, he's not doing quite enough to to improve on last year's scores. So, is he in your team? He's not in my team, no. But, uh, Dom, is he a hooker that maybe you give another week or two? Do you hold him? Do you keep him? Or do you look to sell him because of his output? Yeah, he's not actually going backwards yet, so there's no rush to sell him. Mm. Um, But there are better guys out there. So, we'll mention them later. But Damien Cook, I think, is a must-have this year. His scoring's been fantastic. Uh, Cameron Smith, at some point, is a must-have. Um, there's cheaper guys who are making money. Slate Griffin. Slate Griffin. Havili at the Raiders is, is doing all right as well. So, yeah, you could hold him, but if, if there's a better buy out there and you want to get him now, then Leash is one to sell. Um, the other interesting one in this team is Aiden Tolman's back in the starting side at lock this week. Um, he's only played limited minutes, about 40 minutes the first two games. He played uh, 60, 62 minutes a game last year. He's a bit of a tackle machine. Um, so it could be a bit of an option if his minutes go up in the next few rounds. It's been mostly the, the props, Clemmer and Woods, getting the big yeah. minutes in the forward pack, as you know, can be expected. But if Tolman uh, improves, his price is still falling. I think his break-even's in the mid-60s, so wait Definitely and see. Have a look then. Yeah, exactly. If he gets 50 or 55 this week, then in another couple of weeks, he could be one to snap up. All right, we'll have a look at the Panthers. Um, really sad news for them with Sam McKendry. Mm-hmm done for a third consecutive season with an ACL. That brings Moses Leota back onto the bench. Um, Filiami Kikau named to start for the third straight week. We're expecting him to come off the bench, though, again, as he has the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kikau and James Fisher-Harris, both massive come-downs from their um, their cheapy status in round one. Um, Zap, what are you thinking with the Panthers? 
Yeah, obviously Nathan Cleary is a standout there at the at the foot of the mountains at the moment. Um, you know, goal kicking certainly helps Nathan Cleary, but you know he's been steering them around um, very well. But as you say, Viliami Kikau, and I think he's just had one of those games. I think you're going to get, I think you're going to get that mm-hmm. from Viliami this year. You're going to have games where he's got moments of brilliance. He's going to come on for you know 30, 35 minutes and be barnstorming like it was in round one. Then you're going to have those quieter games like yep. he did. Um, last week, but he's one of the the cheapies um, when it comes to fantasy. He's in my side. I'll certainly persist with him throughout the year because he's someone that can come on and give you five or six tackle breaks in a game in 30, 35 minutes of, of footy. So, uh, yeah, look, as you say, it's a sad story. Um, Sam McKendry, um, and there's some news around that um, Dallin Matteni Zalesniak, the yep. Panthers winger, um, has succumbed to an injury as well. So, um, that opens up a door for a young outside back at the Panthers to come into into the frame there and be mm. given an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. sorry, go well, on. Just yeah. on that, I was at the um, the, the Belmore trial um, when Penrith played against basically a reserve-grade Dogs lineup, mm. and the Dogs beat them. And the only real shining light for Penrith in that game was a young winger named Christian Crichton, um, who's been in there. They're 21 every week so far. He's been playing really well. I actually watched his full game in reserve-grade in round two, um, and he's really keen. He's one of those guys, you know, not, not unlike a, a Mansour who will come in field and, and look for work and, and bust a few tackles and, and run around and, and throw a few guys off. Um, so he could definitely be one to look at if he gets a, a solid run in the side. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kikau, CK, we talked about last week a lot. He was kind of, you know, the story of the round, really. Um, got 63 points off the bench. Uh, we also talked last week in the podcast about the risk of overreacting to round yeah. one scores. And, uh, yeah, I was wondering, watching that Panthers game, certainly by the time it finished thinking were you all conned by that round one score mm. he, he uh you know was in everything um and then then he got what was it this week 24 yeah um at, late in the game he was only on the high teens and it, it looked yeah, a couple of bus at the end to get into it exactly and i bought him during the week um i think a lot of people did yeah the question now is is the 60 point score from round one you know going to be a regular thing or is it a one-off will he do that once every Five weeks or ten weeks? Well, I think it's always probably going to be compared to what Latrell Mitchell from the Roosters yeah. came up with last year. You know, he had those games where he got mm. you know, the high 50s pushing the low 60s. Then he had games where he was in the teens and low 20s. So for a young kid, I think yeah. that's what you may expect from Viliami throughout the year. So, But he's a cheapie. Yeah, exactly. And and his break-even still really low this week. He'll still make money. So if he's in your team, there's no... No dramas yet, but he might not be the massive cash cow that we were hoping for last week. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll move on to the West Tigers v. the Brisbane Broncos at Campbelltown Stadium. Tigers have been super impressive. They're um, still no Tui Lola here, still no Josh Reynolds. Mm. Um, they've lost Elijah Taylor to a hamstring strain, which brings uh, Matt Eisenhuth, who's a pretty solid fantasy scorer, yep. into the starting lock role, and, and she came onto the bench. That's the only change for them. Um, David Nofaluma relishing his return with, uh, I think it was 11 tackle bust against the Storm. Um, a few little fantasy options around, especially with, uh, I guess, Robbie Rocco's one that sort of had a, a bit like Kikau and Fisher-Harris, yeah. a bit of a come down round one to round two. Yeah, he had heaps of missed tackles in that game. Um, there actually, it was a weird one because there was a lot of missed tackles, I think, from both, te- both teams, the Storm and the Tigers, but still not a lot of points scored. Yeah. So a lot of scrambling defence. But yeah, Rocco had eight of them, so he finished on 14 points, which is not great for a big minute second rower, but he scored so well in the first round that he still made money and still will, so I wouldn't panic too much there. Um, Corey Thompson's been fantastic. I was about to say, he's the man you want, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's been um, sensational. He got 60 in the first week and 
49 or something? 39, I think. Oh, okay, 39, yeah. Still but good. Still good. Making, I think he's made 120 mm. grand already. So. Well, is it too late to buy him is the question because you've missed a big chunk of price rises if you don't already have him. Yeah, I don't know. And and when... When Tui comes back. Exactly. He'll go back to the wing where he needs to score tries to get points. But, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, look, he's obviously, as I said, I was just about to say, Dom, he's been the talk of the Tigers when mm. it comes to fantasy. I haven't got him in my team and... As you say, CK, is it too late to bring him in? Um, you know, there's obviously there's a few injuries to outside backs at the moment. And, you know, obviously with Jordan Coe injured and the news about Dallin Matini Zelezniak injured. Mm. So, mm. you know, young, the Sharks winger in round one, Sione Katoa got injured. So there's some room to maybe bring in Corey yeah. Thompson. But, yeah, he's certainly uh, he's had a barnstorming start to yeah. not only fantasy but also on the field as well. But, yeah, as you say, the question um, in the next few weeks is when two is fit, is he back in? Does Nofaluma um, drop out? So, But, yeah, you can't fault Corey Thompson's start. You'd expect Nofaluma and Thompson both stay on the wings. I don't know. They've, yeah, they've both I mean, been good so far. Nofaluma, even in the first round when he got dropped, he scored two tries in reserve grade. You know, he's a real weapon. and They haven't got that many weapons. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Malachi with Tennis Lesniak's done yeah, not much wrong, either, yeah. but he hasn't set the world on fire either. And if Nofaluma and you know Thompson's obviously undroppable at the moment, right now, is, yeah. is Malachi the odd man out? So I guess we'll wait and see once once Tui's back. Let's have a look at the Broncos. Uh, Zap, you mentioned Jordan Carr, who broken jaw out for six to eight weeks. Um, probably sort of good news for Jermaine Izarko owners with him picking up the, the goal-kicking duties. Um, they've got Tom Opacek listed to start in the centres, but Jack Bird in the reserves list, so he could come in and, and bump Opacek out of the starting side, potentially um, to be the Pangai Jr. It's uh, certainly been eye-catching the opening couple of rounds, lots of talk about at the Broncos. Well, the big, the, the big one for me, obviously, is Andrew McCulloch. You know, he started mm. on the bench in the, yeah. the opening game against the, the Dragons. You know, I think he missed, what, the first 20, 25 minutes of the game. And he starts on uh, in their win over the Cowboys. And look, at, you know, he delivers two tries, his 55 tackles, you know, for 69 points, as you say, CK. Tavita Pangai Jr. And he was super impressive in that victory over the yeah. Cowboys. And, um, yeah, with the, the injury to Jordan Carr, who, as you said, young Jermaine Sarko gets the opportunity to goal kick. There's also... You know, if he doesn't kick, Anthony Milford comes into the frame to be a, a goal kicker. But you know, Tom Opacek, you know, comes in for Jordan Carhu, and as you say, expect him to be there. But the other one there is um, Jack Bird is named in the reserves. Will Wayne Bennett pull a shifty and bring him <laughs> into the side as a late inclusion? But um, yeah, there's obviously an opportunity for fantasy coaches out there to um, earn some points and make some money with you know Tom Opacek and you know young Jermaine Asako. Yeah, I think Pangai Junior is a real big uh, option this week. Uh, scored 60 on the weekend. Did pretty well in round one as well. He's kind of their standout in the pack uh, this year so far. Um, he was just massive against the Cowboys. Um, yeah, the question I guess is whether... I don't think he's a must-buy, even though he, no. he was that good. So his 60 included a try, a try save. Pretty spectacular try save late in the game. Yeah. With a bit of help from the goalposts. <laughs> Uh, five tackle breaks as well, I think. So Three of those tackle breaks were in the try. In the try so you take exactly. that try out, and that's about 20 points gone, because I think it was eight for the yeah. try, plus the line break, the three the tackle busts. So it's 20-point play, and then five at the end for the, the goal post-assisted try save. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Probably more like the 40 that he scored in round one, if you, if you exactly. take those. He, do, he does play about 40 minutes a game, so you can't expect many more than 40 points a game, Yeah, generally. So probably not a keeper long-term, but he's making money at the moment, at the moment. so as a cash cow with the potential to bang out the odd 60. Not a bad buy. 
All right, move on to the uh, the next game, the first Saturday game, the Raiders up against the Warriors. The winless Raiders after scoring 28 points. Two weeks running, um, the Warriors unbeaten, which I don't think too yeah. many of us were expecting at the start of the year. They've been super impressive. Start with the Raiders. They're continuing this uh, ring around with the, the, the halves and the hookers. Uh, who have we got this week? we got Aiden Caesar is back starting Blake Austin, back to the bench. Um, who would have thought Sam Williams would have been the most reliable half <laughs> in, that, in that team through weeks, yeah. Um, well, they almost become a hard side to, you know, when it comes to fantasy, you know, do you put Caesar in your side? You know, as you say, he's now in the halves. Austin's on the bench. Will Austin mm. play in the halves? Will Austin come on and play yeah. in think, the nine? I think you steer clear of all of them. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. I mean, we'll still have a really quite a few yeah. people have started with. He's getting very limited minutes, but scores in the 30s are enough to have him making some slow cash. Yep. Sam Weems started probably very undervalued and got 48 round one, but a massive uh, crash back was, I think, only 11 or thereabouts in in round two. So there's, you know, there's sort of danger signs everywhere for the Raiders. Elliot Whitehead, you know, I've got him on my side. Yeah, okay. He scored well last week, and he gives you that versatility. Elliot Whitehead, you know, you saw with Joey Lalua went down with an injury. Elliot Whitehead shifted out, out wide. Um, Jared Croker, it's 40 points, but I think we, we, we've all spoken about yeah. you know, just these defensive deficiencies, yeah. mm. which is what which is what really hurts him. You know, five missed tackles um, um, is what really hurts him. Obviously, goal kicks, but... Um, yeah, those missed tackles certainly hurt Jared there. Yeah, Whitehead's versatility probably counts against him in fantasy a bit where, as, as we said, so on the weekend he, he moved to centre when Leilua went off. He did score two tries, <laughs> but that kind of <laughs> saved his score. He then got 50, which is great, but if he doesn't get those tries, those scores yeah. are going to drop down to the 30s probably. So yeah. um, was named this week, which was yeah. a bit of a surprise. You would have thought his ankle injury would be enough to keep him out. Uh, if he doesn't play, do we think Whitehead could start in the centres? He did that last year a couple Possible. of times. Just looking at their reserves list, and they've got uh, really Michael Oldfield's the only back there, yeah, and he's not going to play centre. He might yeah. play no. wing, but um, yeah, yeah, does that move? Kotrick to the centres, maybe. Yeah, potentially. Who knows? Who knows? All right, let's have a look at the, let's have a look at the Warriors because <laughs> they they have been pumping out some massive fantasy scores to go with their pretty impressive on-field performances. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, player of the round last week. Um, Sean Johnson, highest scoring player in fantasy after two weeks. Torhu Harris back with a bang. Uh, Peter Hiku disappointing in round one with his 10 missed tackles. He scored 50-plus in round two. Heaps to like about the Warriors fantasy-wise, that. Oh, so much to like about the Warriors, and it's... Um yeah, it's good to see. It's it's almost like the Roger of old from his days at yep. the at the Roosters. You know, some of the yeah you know, what he was producing in regards you know runs, run meters, tackle breaks, um, his involvement in tries. He's, he's been an all. I just said ninety points last week. You know, been the best in fantasy. It's only been you know two weeks, but yeah, you know, he was he was superb. Sean Johnson. You know, I think the inclusion of Blake Green has really um, yeah. helped Sean Johnson's game completely. Tohu Harrison, a great signing for the Warriors. Yep. And, Peter Hiku, we spoke, as you said, CK, missed 10, 10 missed tackles in um, round one. He still missed a few tackles in um, at you know, last weekend. But six, I think. Six so missed tackles. But his, his running game and his involvement and um, you know, the opportunities he's got with Tua Harris yeah. on that right side. Obviously, he's a, he's a, he's a cheapie yeah. at the moment. I, I've got him in my side, but I'm kicking myself because I didn't play him <laughs> last weekend. Purely for the back I think, yeah. Of, off the back of his um, output in, in week one, but there's so much to like about uh, the Warriors. I mean, obviously, Isaiah Papali'i is out for six weeks with it looks like a knee injury. So, um, Lavasi Pulu starts in his place. Um, Simon Marring, who's been you know always mm. great in fantasy, still out injured at the moment. But there's plenty of upside for the Warriors. Yeah, definitely. Um, two of us, Shek's 
you know, been as good as you could possibly hope, really, in the first two rounds. On the weekend, he was fantastic. Yep. Um, he's still about 40 grand cheaper than guys like Tedesco and Rapana, who are probably the two, you know, elite winger fullbacks in fantasy. He probably joins them this year if he keeps up the scoring he's, he's doing at the moment. Hiku looks good as a cash cow. Um, his break-even's dropped way down again after that 53. Yeah, so um, the one question mark... Not really a question mark, but the Warriors, we said they've won two from two. They played the Titans on the weekend who were missing Ash Taylor, which is a huge loss for that team. So mm. a weekend team that's probably a bottom half team anyway. The Rabbitohs, likewise, in round one, struggled a bit. So Canberra, they've got a good chance of scoring some points against the Raiders as well this week. <laughs> but <laughs> in, the, in the coming weeks, it's going to get a bit tougher with the draw. So, it will get tougher down the track. So yeah. did Johnson and RTS and these guys keep scoring big when that happens? Um, yeah, that's the, that's the question mark there. I guess before, just before we move on, Lingy Sow, we haven't really talked about, but I'm making a bit of slow cash at lock. Is he on the radar for anyone? No. No? no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we move on to the next game, quick reminder that NRL Fantasy League is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui rewards on offers like $30 off $200 NRL shop gift cards. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Getting smoother every week, Thanks, man. South <laughs> Sydney Rabbitohs v the Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, the second Saturday game at uh, ANZ Stadium, the first half of that doubleheader. Um, Rabbitohs, they'll be stinging after going down at Penrith late. Uh, last week, Greg Inglis been named despite that headlock. Uh, last week, Adam Dewey, who did pretty well in his uh, debut fantasy-wise, uh, still at halfback with Adam Reynolds, still out. Uh, Sam Burgess, not really impressing fantasy coaches at this point in time. Yeah, Burgess kind of suffered a little, we think, with uh, the move to uh, prop with yep. Cameron Murray in at lock last week. Cameron Murray was really good, 53 points in 53 minutes, uh, makes heaps of tackles. Uh, he's probably the guy I'd, I'd pick over uh, Tevita Pangai Jr. this week. He cost yep. a little more. He didn't score as well as Pangai did last week, but... Assuming he keeps that lock spot, which is a bit of a question mark mm. with Burgess there, he's just a really consistent scorer when he gets those big minutes. So I like him as a buy. Uh, Dwayne, he did well, scored in the 40s. Um, the question mark there is when Adam Reynolds comes back. We don't really know. Two to four weeks is what he said I can't last imagine Dewey being in... But do we been there when Adam Reynolds is exactly play? best case? He's on the bench, and then his minutes disappear. Exactly. So you've only got a couple of weeks of price rises. Yeah. His. So you'd think four, maybe five weeks. Best case, probably. Yeah, bit of a risk. Um, worst case, if you buy him now in two weeks' time, he goes. Then it's a bit of a waste of trade. So, mm. especially if he goes to the bench and gets twenty minutes, because then he's going to lose all his price rises. Yeah. So you can't even hang on to him in the hopes that he gets uh, another run for another injury later on. Yeah, so it's a bit of a gamble there. Uh, Sam Burgess. I don't know, he, he can score well in the front row, I think, as well. So, Well, he, so, he should score more heavily in, in shorter minutes and still get 50 mm. of but a few errors, a few missed tackles yeah. last week and not a lot of impact. It's, uh, it's not good science. It's the impact, because he always makes errors and missed yeah. tackles, and it doesn't really hurt him that much, generally, just because he's such a destructive ball runner most of the time. So expect him to improve. I wouldn't panic too much if I had him just yet, but you know, wait and see after this week. Damien Cook's the talk of the, the yeah, bunnies. Yeah. yeah, an impressive seventy-two last weekend, and yeah, it's um, he's, it just goes to show what, in my opinion, you've got to have an eighty-minute hooker, and he's shown that this year. There was a lot of talk at the start of the season. Yeah, will they share the workload between him and Robbie Farrer again? And you know, from the outset, Anthony Seabold has said he wants an eighty-minute hooker, and he's given Damien Cook the the green light to be that man. And yeah, you know, he's producing on the field, but also you know, seventy-two points in fantasy. And his running game out of dummy half is yeah. impressive. He's lightning yeah. quick. You know, yeah. Scored a 
you know, scored a great try last week against the, the Penrith Panthers. And, um, yeah, look, he's, as you touched on, um, Dom, you know, when, when we spoke about Michael Leisha, there's there's hookers around that you can, you know, certainly bring into your side. And, you know, Damien Cook's one of those. Mm. Third top scorer in fantasy after Johnson and two of us, yeah. uh, after two weeks as well, and, and making some good cash despite starting at a, a reasonable price point. Uh, from the beginning, let's move on to Manly, who obviously racked up a, a fair few fantasy points in their demolition of Parramatta last week. Have you recovered from that game yet? No, so let's not talk about last <laughs> week. We're talking about the, the round to come. Um, Daly Cherry Evans, nine goals in a, a monster score. Really good signs for him. Obviously, both Travojevic brothers did really well. Uh, Curtis Sirenen pumped out a couple of tries. Um, Fanua Blake got a try. A few people had him as a, a mid-season, sorry, an early season Cheapy, uh, Kleppy Tanganoa making some slow cash as well. It's all good news at Manly at the moment, mm. isn't it? Um, Cherry well, you're going to score well when you win 50. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, Lachlan Croker's the guy who's probably, I don't know if he's in the most teams of Manly players, but um, really popular Cheapy. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't killed it yet. He's mm. got 34 in the weekend, including... With a try and a try, try and a try and assist, yeah. So his scoring might not be huge, but he's doing enough if you've got him. Uh, to keep getting points. Um, Cherry Evans has been great. Yeah, all the rest of the guys you men- mentioned have been fantastic. Coruscant scoring really well. Yeah, fourth top scoring player in fantasy yeah. after the other three guys you mentioned. Um, yeah, so it's hard to go wrong with many of those guys at this point. Yeah, well, and Aiden Fenor Blake, we spoke. Mm. Um, Aiden Fenor Blake, we spoke about CK. You know, with the injury to Darcy Lussick and the trials, yep. an opportunity for him to start in the front row, and he's he's been good. Um, but you know, DCE, it's the thing for obviously for a half is you know. You have one of those games. You kick nine goals. You kick the forty twenty. Yeah. You know, score to try, a try assist. You come up with everything. Then you know you, you run into South Sydney this week, and you know it could be at the other end of the scale. But the Trebovich brothers, you can always rely on those mm-hmm. two boys to score well. You know whether you know you've got Jake, Tom, whether you've got both of them, captain, vice captain, whatever. You know you can always rely on them to score well. And I've, I've got Tom in my side, and he's been good for me. Um, yeah, so you can't go wrong. With those two boys, but um, it was a, I, think, I think it was a rare day out for the Seagulls last Sunday afternoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Been a Parramatta fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking, speaking of Parramatta, um, the winless Seals up against the winless Sharks in the second half of that doubleheader. Incredible. All the pressure on both of these clubs early. Eels, uh, no mass changes despite that loss. Brad Takarangi out for two months with a fractured eye socket. Big blow for him. Brings Kenny Edwards back. On the bench, um, which is the major change, Kane Evans is also been benched with Alvaro starting. Alvaro, probably their, their least bad player <laughs> last week. He uh, at least had a dig. Um, st- not a lot of fantasy options yeah. here, though. Nathan Brown's been underperforming. Yeah, we're just saying there's all good news at Manly and there's not a lot of good news at Parramatta. Yeah. Alvaro's been doing fine. He's, he's overachieving a bit this year compared with last year. So if you've got him, good news. Otherwise, yeah, there's not a lot. Jared Hayne didn't do much he well, I mean, did not do much. He did drop the ball over the try line, sick. which, That's as sick. someone who for some reason started him in fantasy, I was <laughs> not too happy about. 11, I think he finished yeah. up with. Bevan French has, has done almost even less. and mm. He's probably a trade-out as well. Uh, at the back, um, yeah, I don't know. Any any other positives in this team? Kane Evans didn't, didn't do a lot in his start. There yeah. is a big... And I th- I've, I've looked at some stats, and yeah, the Eels over their first two weeks have missed over 90 tackles, more mm-hmm. than 90 tackles collectively as a team. So it, that's not good for the Eels. You know, 54 points conceded um, you know, last weekend in round one. Uh, yeah, they were up 14-0, then they, yeah. they, they go down to the Panthers, they concede 24 points. So 
you know, defensively, they're missing a lot of tackles. They're you know, the ineffective tackles. They've been ill-disciplined. The Eels, you know, Mitchell Moses has been sent to the sin bin. You know, mm. in the opening two rounds. Um, so yeah, there's not. You know, you see, Bevan French has only combined for a total of 28 from two mm. games. So they're not even getting a lot of output from their wing of fullbacks in regards to runs, run meters. Yeah. You know, tackle breaks yeah. from where they you see had any ball last week. So. Yeah, exactly. And where you see some of the other teams, that's where you know some of the other yeah you know, back threes for other teams. You know, you know, look at someone like. Blake Ferguson at the Sydney Roosters yeah. who's amassed over 500 running metres already mm, this season yeah. in two weeks. So they're just not getting a lot of output from a lot of their players. Yeah, the positive spin you can put on it is when teams start slowly, so like the Panthers last year and for the last few years, from memory, they tend to start pretty slow and you know fantasy numbers drop. So uh, Nathan Cleary last year yeah, I, I think was a case where uh, he was pretty quiet for the first two months, say at least, and then... Once they got their act together, he started to score really well. He was great value at that point. So there could be some Eels players if there are any keepers in this mm. Eels side. Probably Nathan Brown, I think, is in that category. Yeah, and, and Brown, he got 45 in the weekend, I think. I think he'll keep scoring pretty well, whatever happens. I mean, his points are in tackles largely and, and a few hit-ups, so he should be all right if you've got him. But the rest, like a Bevan French, maybe would, could be a steal in a month or two mm. if he starts scoring better. The thing with Bevan is he's never been a stats machine. So yeah. he, no. his good games are when he plays on the wing and scores a couple of tries. Yeah. When he plays at and fullback, he's not a, a meters guy. He'll be back in exactly. a couple of months anyway. All right. Uh, their opponents, the Sharks, they're going to stick with uh, Dukes at fullback, Valentine Holmes on the wing, and Morlin at 5'8 for now. Um, Jesse Ramian replaces Aaron Gray in the centres. Aaron Gray had a bit of an unhappy night against the Dragons last week, uh, which is their only change, though Luke Lewis is in the reserves list. Well, Val Holmes for me has mm. just been disappointing. Um, yeah. I've got him in my side. What He, he scored seven, I think, in mm. round one, negative one last week. And Time to go. You couldn't cite Val at Shark Park last week. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, it's weird. It is weird, yeah, you know, considering you know, he's always been a you know, run machine, you know, run meters, um, one of the best finishers in the game and you know, he got opportunity mm. to play fullback in mm. round one and yeah, like Dukes is obviously was there last week, this week he's he's back there and yeah, it's it's disappointing because I think there'll be a lot of people who've got um Val in their fantasy side and you know, I'm I'm certainly gonna look to sell Val this week purely for the fact that you're just not getting the output that I think everyone expected from Val um, to begin the season. Yeah, price-wise, he's probably been, it sounds harsh, but the worst buy in fantasy in the whole comp. Well, he's lost the most cash exactly. of anyone so far. So, yeah, and on the wing, I can't see him in, you know, improving it that much. Uh, mm. His price is still falling this week unless he um, posts a big score. I think he's got to break even in the 60s. So, yep. um, yeah, I think he's a... I think it's a definite sell. Speaking of losing cash, yeah. Paul Gallen, one of the best fantasy players of all time, really. A couple of really low scores, minutes are down, outputs down. Is it time to sell? Are we jumping off one of the greatest fantasy players ever? It's a tough one. It's one of those things you either want to sell quickly or hold him for the long run because, uh, yeah, he's definitely going to lose money again unless he gets 90 or 100 or something massive this week, which yeah. doesn't look like happening on current form. His minutes are a bit down. Uh, I'm not really sure why. I mean... Mm. Well, he started off the bench in round one, which exactly, is weird, yeah. and then he, he got interchanged about 21 minutes in against the Dragons last yeah. week. I mean, he could easily get back to his old self, at which point he's going to be a, a real cut price option for people yeah. who don't have him already. So he's not in my team, but you know, in a month's time, he might have lost, I don't know, 200 grand or something on his starting mm. price, and it might be a, he's not going to play, or, he's done play Origin anymore. No, he's retired from rent, um, yeah. So he could be a great buy then, but if you've got him, I don't know. He's, he's not in my team. Yeah. yeah, there, no. there are cheaper guys. He's been a fantasy gun for a number for of years, years yeah. and 
I'll be tempted to sell. Anyway, let's have a look at the Titans and the Dragons. Um, Titans get Ash Taylor back, which uh, couldn't have happened soon enough mm -hmm. given their, their performance last week. Bryce Cartwright returns to lock. Probably not great for him. He scores his best in the halves of yep. anywhere. Um, Jared Wallace comes back via the bench, so you've got uh, Latu and Jaira still starting at prop. Potentially, um, Wallace displacing, you'd have to think, Latu of those two sooner rather than later. Um, Jaira is probably the real big success story here. Well, I sold Leilani Latu after week one. Just probably relieved you did when he saw his <laughs> <own> <laughs> Yeah, and then he, he got a 10, and he just hasn't found that format we saw a couple of years ago at the Penrith Panthers. And yeah, he's just, he's, yeah, he's. He's been one of the most known fantasy players from the Titans' perspective, but just hasn't delivered from a performance point of view. Jai Arrow's been a shining light for the Titans. Um, Bryce Car Ash Taylor back is yeah, a big inclusion for the Titans, but yeah, look, Leilani Latu, if you've got him, get rid of him. Yeah, so he's never really been a great, <laughs> a great fantasy scorer. He's been a bench player in the past. Uh, the hope was that you know, a starting spot and more minutes would lead to more points, but that hasn't happened, so... Yeah, definite sell there. And I think with Wallace, he's obviously turning yeah. by interchange. I mean, you know, Wallace he could, gets game fitness, time under his belt. He'll, yeah. he'll be starting in a he week. Could start, he could start yeah. this week even. Exactly. Yeah, he could change that up. So yeah. you'd expect Latu goes back to a bench impact kind of role. So, yeah, get rid of him as soon as possible. Let's have a look at the uh, the Dragons. Uh, identical team for them with uh, Jeremy Lattimore probably going to come into the, the 17 again. Um, no monster real fantasy scores. McInnes mm. has been a little bit down. Vaughan's been okay. Widdop's been okay. Ewan Aitken's been good if anyone took a punt on him at the start. But um, yeah, DeBellin's a little bit down. Yeah, it's weird. I felt like I had heaps and heaps of Dragons players in my team last year, and I've got none this yeah. year. Just because the team's kind of, apart from Ben Hunt and James Graham being there, pretty similar mm. um, with most of the key fantasy buyers. Uh, Aitken scored a try in both games um, and has got scores in the 40s, which is pretty good, but you'd almost want a bit more out of him. He's a good tackle yeah. breaker and everything, but if he doesn't get a try, they'll drop mm. down to maybe low 30s. But, you know, no dramas if you've got him so far. Uh, all those other guys, you know, the, the regular fantasy scorers, Vaughan got 52. McGuinness is making a lot of tackles. Uh, DeBellin's fine. So, yeah, probably no real buys. Uh, Matt Dufty had a quiet week. He was good in... Uh, round one, mm. pretty cool. It was a really week. tough game just with how stiff the breeze was and exactly. those tough bomb takes at the back and everything. I think yeah, he'll probably do better than that. Yeah, we've spoken about these attacking players like Latrell Mitchell. You mentioned, uh, Steve, that they're going to have quiet games, so I wouldn't panic if I had Dufty in my team. No, no, no. The Dragons, I think the Dragons are so many. Look at their plays like Frizzell, um, Paul Vaughan, Jack DeBell, and James Graham. They're, it's all like they steal, steal points off each yeah, other. Yeah, they do. Because they bit, play, so, yeah. you know, a significant similar game yep. game style. So, um, yeah, look, I, um, they're a side that, um, you know, if you've got a couple of their players, you're going to score well. Um, it's not doomsday for the Dragons because they're, they're playing pretty good footy. Yep. All right. Last game of the round, Roosters up against the Knights. Mitch Pearce and the ex-Roosters up against the uh, the current yeah. Roosters team. I can't wait for this one, actually. Um, Roosters are the home side. They've got uh, Reese Robinson in on the wing. Uh, making his club debut, Daniel Tupo, Torn Peck out for 10 to 12 weeks. Uh, Napa shuffles into the starting side where Hargreaves turn to be benched this week. Um, Fantasy-wise, what are we thinking? Well, Teddy returned to his best, didn't he, last yeah. week? He, um, James Tedesco was, after a disappointing opening round to, I suppose, even his on-field performance and fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, last week, he was he was back to... The James Tedesco of old, two line breaks, two tri-assists, a try, you know, 70-point effort. And his, yeah. his combination with um, Cooper Cronk was um, 
for there for everyone to see. And yeah, he was he was good. Um, I had I've got Cooper Cronk in my side. Yeah, he scored quite well, Cooper. Um, but yeah, Reese Robinson is obviously one that um, yeah potentially mm. to yeah, bring into your side. And um, obviously with Daniel Tupu out for a, a lengthy period of time, it's um, the, the question I have there with um, Reese Robinson if his performances suffer, do they move someone like Latrell to the wing and move an Orbison? to the centres. Yeah, it's a possibility. Mm. Uh, I um, think they're so skinny in the outside backs because yeah. Bernard Lewis, who's their, their up-and-coming winger, he's out for the year with an ACL injury. They don't really have a lot of depth in the backs, and I think they prefer not to have to move Orbison back there and, yeah. and move Luttrell if they could help it. Does Reese Robinson become the goal kicker? Because he has kicked goals before. Yeah, looking at his stats, and his, his goal kicking, he has kicked goals before, but hasn't been really that... Spectacular, and Latrell's actually going pretty well so far. So I think they're going to stick with Latrell unless he, he really gets the yips at some point. Yeah, I think he's a. Let's wait and see how he goes, Robinson, this week. Mm. As we've mentioned, there's lots of um, outside backs, kind of on the on the trade block this week. Yeah, a few interesting cheap options to to look at. Um, yeah, Tedesco. It's funny after the first week when they lost to the Tigers, and everyone's talking about oh, how long's going to take the Roosters to click. One more week, it turned yeah. out. Yeah, fine. Um, Tedesco, you know, killed it. He'll probably keep doing that every couple of weeks. Uh, Latrell Mitchell hasn't really done anything yet, but he hasn't dropped in value much either, so mm. I wouldn't panic if I had him on my team. Um, he, sh- you know, he averages around mid-30s, and then once in a while he'll get a big 50-60 point game. Could be this week, who knows? Uh, otherwise, are there any others? Oh, Mitch Orbison. C.K. Smith, I yeah. sold him after round one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped off. Did he did get better in round two. He's in low 40s, but yeah. still not... I mean, without the goals and without the, exactly. the minutes, it's probably not worth hanging on to him. Lucky last, the Knights, and gee, there's some good stories here, just footy-wise and fantasy-wise. Kellen Ponga absolutely killing it. Um, Slade Griffin making some good money for owners. Heaps of stuff going on here. Yeah, Aiden Guerra's been yeah. scoring really well. Uh, scores in the 50s both weeks. Um, but yeah, Ponga and, and Slade Griffin are kind of the... Yeah, we called them must-buys last week, and they, they still look like that. Griffin's making heaps of cash. Yeah. Uh, Pong is just such a good player to watch, but um, really good fantasy scorer as well. Tries this last week. Um, the halves aren't doing much. Uh, Watson and Pierce. Mm. Watson was in a lot of teams because he's cheap. Uh, hasn't done a hell of a lot. Uh, Pierce is a bit down on last year, but um, but otherwise, all good news at Newcastle. Yeah, moment. I think I agree with you, Dom. I think Ponger and Slade Griffin have been really shining lights for the, the Knights, and I still haven't put Kalen in my side yet, but... You've got to do it. I've got to do it. Yeah. Look at his <laughs> scores. Um... Yeah, goal king. He's been he's been kicking. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's looked really good. He's looked really good, as you say, um, CK. Yeah, Slade Griffin. He was almost like the the signing that went under the radar at the Newcastle Knights because everyone spoke about the Tautamogas, the Herman Essies, um, you know, Cal mm. Ponga, Mitchell Pierce, Connor Watson, Aiden Guerra, and everyone forgot about Slade mm. Griffin. But, but we thought Danny Levi'd start. He's yeah, we test took her, but um, yeah, Slade Griffin's yeah. knocked him out of the, the starting side and doing well. Knocked him out of the whole side. Well, <laughs> knocked him out of yeah, the whole so side. Yeah, so there's plenty upside for um, the Newcastle Knights and it should be a good game, the final game of the round. All right, that's definitely all we've got time for, but uh, yeah, stick around, head to nrl.com for all your late mail and fantasy news. Uh, Chris Kennedy, Don Brock and Steve Turner bring you the weekly NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. We'll catch you again next week.